podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in to episode number 79 of Three Questions in a Song, um, where the title of the podcast says it all, except it really doesn't, because I don't ask three questions anymore. Um, with me tonight for this episode is Mikey Massacre. What's up, Mikey? How are you? Um, you're out of Brooklyn, New York, if I recall yes, correctly. That's correct. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. Sometimes I notice things in the background. Are those what? What's above the bed on the wall? Is that superheroes? Yeah, it's the Fantastic Four. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> my classroom is all superheroes. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, my whole room is filled with that stuff. I even got some toys back there on the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, now that I'm already off track, <laughs> um, the song that we're going to listen to later is a bit of speed metal. But is that the only genre that you dabble in? Uh, I know. No. I'm already off script. <laughs> no, it's great. No, no. Actually, no. So I'd say that's my primary genre as of late, but... Um, I actually released an album back in February titled Limitless Composer, and it's over 20 songs of a bunch of instrumental tunes I've made spanning across a bunch of different genres uh, from funk, smooth jazz. There's a little bit of like hip hop in there, video game sounding music. It's all over the place. But um, I mainly just write whatever comes to mind, whatever inspires me. Oftentimes it's within the metal realm, but different subgenres of metal. Yeah. There are a lot of those. Oh, there's a ton. <laughs> there's a ton. Um, so when, when did you decide that you would become a musician? Can you like pinpoint that moment? Yeah, I can pinpoint the moment I got my first guitar. I mean, that's pretty much when I, I guess when I decided I wanted to get into music, um, Actually, fun story. My first guitar was actually given to me as a gift from my my old best friend's father, who used to be the lead singer of the band Journey. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his name is uh, Steve Ogiri, and he got me my first guitar shortly after Christmas, back twenty years ago, actually. And and that's pretty much when I started creating music from that moment onward. So that's pretty cool. Um. The the thing with this sh- with this show is like there's no segues. I just fire these questions at you. Yeah, so, I love <laughs> um, If I was on tour with you, what music would we listen to in between shows? Uh, I think it depends on the mood I'm in, which is probably the cliche answer. But uh, sometimes it will be sounding like the music I create, but other times it'll be very different. Uh, depending on if I'm in like a mood where I need to have my spirits lifted, it could be some feel good music, which to me is music I grew up on, which is a lot of the video game soundtracks from the games I played as a kid, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Street Fighter, Streets of Rage, <laughs> all those soundtracks. Like I hear them and they just bring me back to a simpler time. So I'd probably be listening to a lot of that. You'd be hearing a lot of those 8-bit sounds and that real primitive-sounding MIDI music. Like the Sega Genesis and the NES. And- there we go. Yeah. Yep. 
Castlevania is when I. Castlevania. <laughs> they got great yeah. music. Castlevania, <laughs> some of the best music. Oh yeah, that's another one for sure. So I gave you a heads up on this question, but I'm still yeah. going to fill fill the listeners in. Um, the question is, who is your Dave Grohl? Um, the Foo Fighters are known for bringing people up on stage. So what the question really is, is who would you like to go up on stage with and perform one of their original songs? Uh, probably Judas Priest. They're my all-time favorite band. I, um, and their guitarist, Glenn Tipton, I know is uh, struggling with like Parkinson's disease right now and he can't really perform live. So like a pipe dream of mine is uh, filling in for him on guitar for a song. <laughs> That'd be sick. That's um the movie Rockstar is actually loosely yeah, based on that. And that's kind of where my question came from. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that and Dave Grohl, you know, it's a combination, yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I, I'm actually friends with um, the lead singer of a band called the Hellfire Club out of Akron, Ohio. And um, he used to work for Tim Ripper Owens, who was the guy who replaced. He's from uh, Ohio, isn't he? Tim Ripper. Right, yeah. right. Okay, cool. Um, he, Tim used to own some restaurants and, and John was his hype man. He used to do videos, hype videos for before events that they would post on Facebook and social media. Um, I've never met Tim, though. <laughs> That's really cool, though. Um. I think I think I'm going to ask you more questions than I sent you. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine, but, man. I am I am having a blast right now. It's <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> um, if a band is looking for a session guitarist, I noticed on your yeah. website it says that you do that. Yes. How can they get a hold of you? Basically, through my website is uh, the ideal way. I'd like to have people get in touch with me, but they could also reach me on uh, Instagram and Facebook which uh, I'm on constantly. So the website is MikeyMassacre.com. It's uh-huh. M-Y-K-E-Y. Yeah, basically my key. Mikey, ah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, what is one song that you didn't write that you wish you would have written? Yeah, so when you sent me this question earlier today, I've literally been thinking about it all day because this is something I would have discussions with my brother a lot. Like I would hear a song for the first time and I'd be like infatuated with it. And I'd be like, I wish I wrote this song. And of course, when it's actually presented to me in question, I draw a blank and I can't think of anything, but um, it'd probably be a lot of those, those old video game songs, like a lot of the old street fighter soundtrack. Like I hear that stuff and I'm just like, I wish I created that. Like those those Japanese composers for those old video game soundtracks are just incredibly good. Um, but if like I'm thinking more in terms of the realm of music I create, uh, like more of the rock world, one song that always stood out to me is a song that I just really wish I created because it's got like my fingerprints all over it in terms of songwriting is the song uh, Firewoman by The Cult. Um, I just love that song. Uh, the chorus is actually probably my favorite chorus of all time. I think the chorus in that song is just perfect. And I I wish I created it. (laughs) Um, 
If there is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's starting out in music, uh-huh. what would it be? Don't. um basically uh now nowadays it's a lot easier uh in terms of being self-sufficient a self-sufficient musician so try and take advantage of that as technology continues to grow and uh basically just like don't try to use limitations as crutches because the limitations are getting less and less nowadays. Like this is where I record all my stuff. It's my bedroom. (laughs) And it's like, I don't need a big fancy studio anymore to get the job done. So like you can put out pro quality stuff from your bedroom because it's what's in here that matters the knowledge more than anything nowadays. I, I've been doing my podcasts from my living room since 2004, so I get it. Wow. <laughs> um, I, um, this one is much newer, but my, my other show, the Pennsylvania Rock Show, I recorded episode 623 last night. Wow. So I've been That's at this for a while. Cool. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and technology wasn't even that advanced back then. So. No, back then yeah. we, we were we had a mixer plugged into my head my headphone or my microphone jack on a computer that i built and we were live streaming over um oh why can't i think this it's still the same technology i can't think of the name of the server right now but we were live streaming to a radio station in fact podcast wasn't really even a term right yeah not even yet yeah that became a term like a year or two later i think Mm -hmm. wow that's awesome dude so um so what we're gonna do now is i'm gonna give you your mtv moment where you can do a little bit of storytellers and tell us about struggle city. And while you're doing that, I'm going to think up the next half of the questions since we rattled through those so quickly. <laughs> nice. Sure. So what do I just, I just tell you what it's about. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, so struggle city is uh, basically a song about my lifelong struggle with um, mental illness, emotional illness, Anxiety, depression, but most dominantly um, obsessive compulsive disorder and how I need to have things perfect. Things have to constantly be perfect. Um, I need to be in control of things. I, I just, and when, when I, things aren't perfect and I'm not in control of things, like my OCD really kicks in and it just like messes with me. And the album cover is actually like supposed to be like a metaphor where like I'm grabbing onto like a fence trying to escape and all those things coming after me are like different aspects of my mind, like trying to like take over me. And so it's kind of like a big metaphor. And actually I have the little booklet here where I was jotting down the lyrics. And so this is actually like the song originated in this little booklet I have. Um, And I had the lyrics all down and I was ready to start applying the lyrics to the music because I, I wrote the music before I even wrote the lyrics and the melody. And the only thing at this point that I was missing in the uh, the writing process before I started recording it was the song title. I couldn't think of a song title. And I was like, I had my book open one day and I was actually having my uh, therapy session with my therapist. Um, and, you know, since the pandemic, a lot of therapy is uh, virtual. So... 
I was actually sitting in this very chair and I was having a session with my therapist and uh, we were just talking and, and she said to me, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of if I don't like choose to better myself and I don't choose to stop clinging on to these things, then I'm going to continue to find myself in struggle city. And the moment she said that the light went off in my head. And that's where I got my song title <laughs> and then I wrote it down and that's where I put struggle city right there. And that, that's pretty much how the song was born. And then I started recording it and I finished it about early April with the June 3rd release date in mind, because I usually like to have like um, six to eight weeks uh, in advance to, you know, promote the song and everything. So that's what I did, and then the song dropped uh, a little under two weeks ago. And uh, well, that's, we when when we first set this up, you actually sent a different track. Yeah. So because, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that song actually just dropped when I was talking to you, and then you were like, "You're not going to have any availability until June," and that's when I was like, "I'm going to have a new song by then." And actually, this actually this interview helped me determine the release date for the song, which I don't know if you know <laughs> or not, but this interview helped me determine that June 3rd was going to be the release for that song so that I can kind of time it so that I can promote it when this interview is happening. So cool. thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a moment and we're going to listen to Struggle City by Mikey Massacre, and we will be right back.
That was Struggle City by Mikey Massacre, who is hanging out with me tonight on episode number 79 of Three Questions in a Song. And we're on like question 14, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> 15 by my count. Oh. <laughs> um, so this next one, I can't believe I didn't put it on the list with you living in Brooklyn. Um, what is the best pizza that you've had because you're a musician? So either on your way to a gig, at a gig, or on your way home. Well, I mean, the best pizza I've had is literally just a few blocks away from my house because my area used to be the, the pizza hub of New York City. <laughs> it's a place called Da Vinci, Da Vinci Pizzeria. Um, it's I've been having it since I was a kid. It's been open since the, the 1960s. Uh, I love it. And there's also another place called Spumoni Gardens, which is actually a little bit more known internationally. Um that's a little bit further away. It's about maybe two to three miles from where I live, but they make like these specialty slices of pizza where they put the sauce on top of the cheese rather than the other way around. And it's, it's really good. I yeah. love it. There's a place in Greensburg and I can never remember the name of it, but they do that as well, but they do it on like a thick crust. And yeah. Yeah. It's so, same. Okay. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, my, I'm going to answer my own question and I do this occasionally. So my favorite pizza happens to be one of my website clients and it's not because they're a website client. It's um, Route 66 barbecue and wood fired pizza. Oh, well, that sounds they, good. They, they are, they have two food trucks that sit in the same place all the time. And one of them, they, they serve barbecue out of, you know, smoked meats. And then the other truck is a wood-fired pizza truck. Oh. It's phenomenal, which (laughs) I also do a website for my cousin's pizza place, which is like a mile from there. And uh, that's Domi's Pizza. And um, Domi's is really good, just not quite Route 66. (laughs) (laughs) He's got some work to do, I guess. Uh, He's using a recipe that has been used um, since the 80s. Oh, wow. um, Nice. The thing, the thing with theirs is their fresh dough. That's what they're known for, the Dommies. Oh man! Well, I mean, I think every place should use fresh dough. I mean, I, I would yeah. agree with that for sure. Um. So in the summer, it's Route sixty six, and the rest of the year, it's Dommies. <laughs> because there's nowhere to sit for Route sixty six because it's just a truck. Well, it's just trucks. They close oh. down. They're only open in oh, the summer. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So they're open cool. now. Probably, yes, right? yes. Cool. But and that's the other thing. They're only open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ooh. So okay. there isn't a lot of time. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get your fix. It's when that's you right. can. Sure. <laughs> um so 
Kiss has played in the ocean to sharks. Metallica, yeah, right. Metallica has played on Antarctica. Antarctica I hear that. What non-standard venue would you like to play at? Uh, right here. <laughs> in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, I'm messing with you. Um, the Brooklyn Bridge. I think Absolutely. that'd be pretty cool. Play on the Brooklyn Bridge. Didn't I think Kiss played under the Brooklyn Brooklyn Bridge, didn't they? On a barge? I think they did, but I want to play on the Brooklyn on it. Bridge. Yeah. It shut the <laughs> traffic down. <laughs> yeah, right. Or like like actually another thing I would have said was playing on, on the subway, but at it's been done many times, believe it or not. Um, yeah, on the Brooklyn Bridge sounds good. I'm down with that. Or maybe like on top of the head of the Statue of Liberty. That'd be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> I um, a couple of years ago, we took a bus trip to the, to New York City from here. It was, I forget how long it took. It was like seven hours, maybe. Wow. Probably more than that, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> You, and you would think I, I have three kids that were with us and you know you would think it would seemed longer, but they were great. <laughs> but um so we went to um Grand or not <laughs> to Central Park and um like I have this thing where when I see a band I take a picture of them and put it on my Instagram. Uh-huh. So there's a picture of a band busking in Central Park. I just happened to walk by. Like I didn't even I couldn't stop because we were in a tourist group. But they're on my Instagram. (laughs) And then there's like a it's not really a bridge, but like a I don't know what you would call it, but it's in Central Park and it it looks like a bridge, but there's nothing on the other side. Like it's almost like a man made cave. Like like the old the overpass type thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and yeah. it's near a, a big fountain that had turtles in it, which yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there was there was a guy in there just singing with like no microphone or anything. The acoustics were so yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the acoustics are great on the day. Yeah. So, so you know time, where I mean. I'm actually I'm I want to go there one day and uh, bring my harmonica and start. Oh, playing. that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been practicing harmonica, so we'll, we'll see. One day, maybe I'll do that. All right, this next question, we're going to stretch the imagination a little bit now. All right, let's go. Okay, so you leave a gig, and you're loading up, and there's a DeLorean sitting there with its door open and a flex capacitor in the back. So you can hop in and take that car and bring it back to the exact same time. Nobody knows you stole it. (laughs) Where are you going in time to see what band and hang out with them? (laughs) Um. I'm going to go back to, well, this is a tough one. This is a good one. Um, um, Probably first thing that came to my mind, which I'll just go with, is uh, 1990. um, Judas Priest Painkiller Tour, because they performed with Megadeth and Testament. And I love all three of those bands. And all three of those bands came out with incredible albums on that tour. Megadeth had Rust in Peace, Testament had Souls of Black, and of course Judas Priest had Painkiller. And to see all three of those bands, who I think could headline shows by themselves, but to see them all on one bill, man, that would be great. I would love that. Um, 
Let's see. What song? Right, let me preface this a little differently. Sure. All right, so there's a um, apocalyptic event, and there's a handful of people that survive. Okay. And only one song from every artist survives. Which song that you've written should help repopulate the earth? One of my songs? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, so is this, in other words, asking me what my favorite song I made? I wrote is? It could be that. It could be one that has a baseline that you think would help repopulate the earth. Oh, or it could okay. be <laughs> you can read into it any way you want. I purposely right. leave it wide well, open. <laughs> so I, I made a song. I wrote a song called Don't Please Stay. And I'm going to use that one because I don't want people to leave. I want them to stay. <laughs> the people that are gone, I want to bring them back. So I'm going to play my song, Don't Please Stay. <laughs> um, so some of my questions have, have names. Like they've sure. just developed to that point. And this one's called a Diesel Beast question. Um, Diesel Beast is a band Diesel out Beast? of... Diesel Beast. Nice. Okay. I like that. They are a metal band out of Texas, Denton, okay. Texas. Um, they first band I asked this question of, and their answer was perfect. So it got named a Diesel Beast question. Oh, man. Um, if you could play with any musician from the history of time in any location on earth, who would you play with and where? Um, wow. Well, it's probably easier to think where, where, where. Uh, I don't know. Antarctica sounded pretty good now that you got me thinking about it, but no one's in Antarctica. So, hmm. so, so you'd have to bring a following with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me, let me think. Um, Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath in the first club Black Sabbath ever played in. Wherever that might be. That's what I want. That's what I want to play. Cause that's where heavy metal metal originated right there at that moment. And that's where I want to be. So your question kind of intersects with Diesel Beast's answer. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I do. All right. So they wanted to play at Stonehenge Ah. with Dio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of intertwined in a way. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I think their answer is a lot better than mine, but uh, not bad. (laughs) I I told them I thought maybe that's what Stonehenge is for. It's to bring Dio back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. You, know, you have to touch the rocks in a certain order or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> certain, like, your left hand here, your right hand there. Perfect time of day. The sun has to be just right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm going to give you one more outlandish question, and then the two questions I told you that would be at the end, just so you know where we're at. Okay. All right. Um, this one's probably going <laughs> to take a little thinking. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So, out of all the musicians you've worked with, if you had to build a band to manage, who would you put in that band? Wow. Okay. Would I be in it or would I just. You're only managing it. I'm only managing it. Okay. Um, and if they're in a current band, mention it too. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Actually, this, the timing of this question is good because um, I'm in a community uh, called Musician on a Mission. I'd like to give a shout out to all my Musician on a Mission family. Um, nice. They're a community of, of just phenomenal musicians I've met over the course of the year so far. And I probably, 
include a lot of them in it. Um, one guy in particular comes to mind, um, my friend Martin. He lives in, uh, I believe he lives in Chile. And he's just a great songwriter. He's multi-talented. He uh, plays drums, plays guitar, he sings. But I think his best attribute is his songwriting. So I would hire him to be the main songwriter. Um, and on drums, um, my former best friend, Adam, um, who's the son of the old singer of Journey, um, he used to play drums for me in my old band. And um, we're not in contact anymore, but he's a very talented drummer. Uh, he's catches on quick. Um, so I'd probably like to use his skills on the drums. Um, that's really all that's coming to mind right now. Um, in terms of, in terms of that, like, I don't want to like, kind of like mention someone and then forget someone, you know what I mean? Like, right. But, uh, that, those are the, the two people that just came to mind right off the top of my head. So last two questions. First one is, um, what's coming up next for Mikey Massacre? What do you, what do you have lined up? Yes. So I am in the process of recording another two songs. Um, I'm going to release them together as like a mini EP. Uh, one of them, I actually just, um, finished tracking this past weekend, which is why my voice is a little hoarse. Cause I was yelling into a microphone all weekend <laughs> and I started doing some editing work on it about two hours before our call. So I got a rough mix down for that. And then there's another song that I finished a few weeks ago and I'm going to kind of release them together. Um, as part of like an EP, um, I'm still in the process of trying to figure out what I'm going to call it and when I'm going to release it and, and all that. But I think the album cover is going to be something involving me. Um, not, not in drawing form, like actual real life form this time, like I got an actual picture of me, but it's going to be something really like uh, eye catching and, and outlandish, like, it's probably going to catch a lot of people off guard and it might be a little lewd. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> where my mind takes me when I'm in the process of doing speak, it. Speaking of your cartoonish version of you, yeah. that, that the, you holding the fence on that album cover is amazing. Like it, it really does look like you. It's yeah. Well, I don't know who made that, but my, did a I saw job. a guy who lives in Indonesia who uh, is responsible for doing all all those cartoon work. He does amazing work. So I actually took a picture of me actually on a fence and I sent it to him as a reference. Told him what I wanted, and he basically took exactly the vision I had in my head and made it into a. Um, the problem is since the guy lives in Indonesia, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. It's kind of difficult for me. I'd, I'd love to give him a shout out, but um, I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but he does fantastic work. Um, and he's just friendly and on time and great. Um, if you go on my Instagram, I, I tagged him and in, in my posts and stuff. And He's actually uh, in my tag photos because he posted a picture on his page and then tagged me in that. So if you do a little digging on my, my Instagram, you'll be able to find him. And, and that's actually what the next question is. So where, where can people find you online? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm on all the streaming platforms, uh, MikeyMassacre.com. Thank you for that. It, actually, if you go to that website, it'll, it'll take you everywhere you need to go. But I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple 
Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Deezer, Tidal, even though nobody really uses those. Amazon Music, nobody really uses that either. Instagram is like my main outlet, followed by Facebook. So on Facebook, I have two profiles. I have my personal profile and I have like my business page, but I really use them as both the same thing. Like it's really just the same thing for me. I also have a TikTok. Um, I do have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. So I, I don't think Twitter would be the best That's, place to reach me. My my Twitter, if you go to it, all that's on it is like every so many minutes, I forget what I have it set to. It shows what my radio station is playing. That's really like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like, it's just an auto robot posting yeah, that's I, playing on my station. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, that's not my, my thing. I'd much rather use Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it when it comes to social media. But like my main place where I try and promote my music is Spotify. And the main place that I try and connect with people is Instagram. Those would probably be my two main. Cool. Uh, this episode will actually be on Spotify. If you search for it. Oh, wow. So, nice. Cool. Um, it's all over the place, but Spotify, iHeartRadio. I saw it on YouTube too, right? It is. This video is going live to YouTube right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. I can't um, wait to uh, promote it and show it to everyone. It's, <laughs> it's actually live on my YouTube channel, Build the Scene, and it's on First Angel Media's YouTube channel live. And then it's on both of them on Facebook live as well. Wow. Um, so I own Build the Scene, and I'm the vice president of First Angel Media, um, which you'll have to check out later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. But um, Well, I, I want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank thank you for, for this opportunity. I've been looking forward to this for a few months, and uh, I'm just very grateful for the uh, chance to get to know you better and the opportunity to have people get to know me a little better. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, hang out for a moment. And uh, for the rest of you, these episodes get dropped on the 1st and 15th of each month at buildascene.com. I mentioned the Pennsylvania Rock Show earlier. That's every Friday at 6 a.m. And then I have a live show that you may hear Mikey on at some point, which is called Friendly Fire. Um, It it is usually it's once once a month on xrpradio.co.uk, which is streaming live from the Highlands of Scotland. Um, and Jonna from First Angel Media and I take music from our little area here and uh, we put it up against the powers of Europe and uh, we've won a couple times. <laughs> no, not many. <laughs> All right. A couple there's, of there's, and well, here's the reason. There's a chat room and, okay. and I'm going to swear by this until we don't do it anymore. The majority of the people in the chat room are from Europe. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of working. And, and they're the ones who vote. <laughs> it sounds like some foul play going on there. But, you know, what it really is, is the people who follow us to the chat room that day get to hear music, unsigned music that they normally wouldn't hear. And the people that are normally there get to hear the stuff that we're playing that they normally wouldn't get to hear. So really, everybody's winning. Yeah. So, and it's fun. And we harass each other, but it's really not there's no ill will at all, but sometimes it seems like there is, <laughs> but uh, that one is, like I said, once a month. Um, it's not happening this month though, um, because somebody has a really busy schedule and couldn't fit it in. Um, <laughs> that, that would be me. Uh, so anyway, for 
most of the stuff that I do, go to buildascene.com and also check out First Angel Media. Check out MikeyMassacre.com and uh, we will see you on the next episode. The next episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show is this Friday. It's Rat Rod. That's the one I recorded last night there from Philadelphia. Um, but the next three questions in a song on the first uh, of July is Kilburn, uh, which is, uh, man, I can't remember Sweden. Man, I can't remember. There's from a Scandinavian band or country. Uh, I friendly fire is how I, I, I learned of them. They're, they're amazing. Oh, the, the song that we're going to hear is called bleeding. Um, bleeding. I like it, but, um, really cool band. Um, I just added them to the radio station. You can find them on Facebook. Um, and then following on the 15th, we're going to talk to murder from for girls, which is a Pittsburgh band. And we're going to follow it up with another Pittsburgh band, which isn't normal for this show. This show, I try to spread out, but uh prime eight who just released an album. We're in, same thing with murder for girls. So we slid them into this show to get them on quicker. Um, but anyway, my name is Bill. This has been episode number 79 of Three Questions on the Song, and I will see you on the first. This episode of Three Questions on the Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.